Two players from the Dallas Cowboys made the first team all pro list. Who were they? Plus a conversation about Dak Prescott with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today? Doing great. I'm excited. You know, it's Friday before play a wildcard playoff weekend. I can't wait for this the game on Monday. Uh, and we got a great guest today. I'm excited to, to talk to him. Yes, Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus coming up later in the show to talk about Dak and the Cowboys offense heading into the Monday night football matchup against the Bucks. But before we do that, Landon, we got some all pro news on yeah. Friday. Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, both voted first team all pro. Uh, Martin was almost a consensus uh, selection. Micah Parsons a little bit closer, but does get the nod. Uh, first and foremost, were you surprised that either of those guys made it? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, those guys are all pro players. I, I think uh, those would, would be the – if you're going to pick two, if you had to tell me that there were two, uh, that's those are not surprising. Yeah. Uh, Zach Martin, I believe this is his sixth straight all pro, uh, nomination, which is pretty cool. I mean, he's just, he's on a fast track for a hall of fame. I don't know what more we can say about Zach Martin at this point that we haven't said a million times. Yeah. It was funny. Cause I actually think I saw on Twitter, somebody pushed back as like saying, is Zach Martin really the, the all pro right guard and like four or five people, including Duke come out and go, yeah, yeah. Zach Martin's the, the all pro right guard. It's not really a question. Yeah, um, yeah, I've, he was as good as ever, right? And he provides stability on that side. It's one of the biggest reasons why the Cowboys were able to have success with Cooper Rush, why they were able to turn into one of the best offenses in the league in the second half of the year. It seems pretty straightforward to me, Landon. Like I don't, I don't know if we even need to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it really is. You know, kind of the same thing every year because that's that's what that's what Zach Martin is, right? He's just. The same thing every year of, no. of of consistency of of solid play. I mean, he's he's really the standard for guard play in the NFL at this point. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Michael Parsons. Who the edge position was deep this year, not only with Nick Bosa who got the most votes, but with Miles Garrett, Hassan Reddick, Max Crosby, Alex Highsmith, Matt Judon. It was just a really loaded position. Parsons does make it. Um, he is the second player in NFL history. Uh, a second defender in NFL history to be named a first team uh, all pro selection in each of the first two years. Can you guess who the other one is? Uh, Demarcus Ware? No, Lawrence Taylor. It's only other oh, one. Wow. That's the wow. list. It's, it's Lawrence and or Lawrence Taylor and Michael Parsons, only two guys to ever be named uh, first team all pro in each of the first two seasons. Uh, I know he slowed down a little bit in the second half of the season in terms of sacks, but he's still maybe the scariest player in the league right now. 
Yeah, I mean, look, ask offensive coordinators what you think about Micah Parsons. I mean, there's a reason that their teams are are dedicating a ton of resources to trying to stop him, and and you know that he's a terror to face each week. You know, it's it's hard to keep up the pace that he started at the beginning of the season, and just because he's not able to keep up with that full time doesn't mean that he isn't playing incredible football. Yeah. Uh- He's an animal. It seems like he's at least getting a little bit healthier than he was a few weeks ago. I think this extra day off probably is going to do him a lot of favors getting ready for Tampa Bay. Uh, I I would expect Parsons to have a big playoff game. I mean, they need him to, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, go through the other players that did receive votes. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, he was actually voted second team all-pro receiver. Uh, he was the he had the sixth most votes behind Justin Jefferson, uh, I'm looking at the names now. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb. Uh, so that does get him a second-team nod. We've been talking about C.D. the last two months of the year, like how much yeah. better he looks than he did even at the start of the year. It's hard It's hard to make an argument that C.D.'s not a top-10 receiver in the league right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he certainly – I mean, the, certainly the numbers point towards that. Um, I think that you know he's he's shown that he can be the kind of guy that can eat a ton of targets and still kind of continue to produce at a high level. Uh, yeah, he's ascended to that top level of of wide receivers, I think, and and uh, he's you know right there at the top with the, with the rest of them, honestly. All right, other players to get votes for the Cowboys included uh, Kevontae Turpin at both kick returner and punt returner. Uh, he did not make second team All Pro. There was a couple guys ahead of him. Brett Maher uh, got nine votes, which. Pretty incredible that the kick, Cowboys had a kicker that got all pro votes. I mean, he deserves it, but it's just wild considering where we were at at the beginning of training camp. Uh, and then Trevon Diggs got one vote, but that's it. That's the whole the whole list for all the Cowboys that got all pro votes this year. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a pretty good list. We have to remember how exclusive the all pro uh, uh, list is. It's very exclusive. I mean, you, you're talking about the very best of the best. So, uh, yeah, I thought that it was nice to get Mar to get some some votes in there. That's nice. Um, and especially considering the fact that we were full on sweat panicking of the, the kicking situation for most of the training camp. Uh, so I, I think to, to end up like this uh, kind of just shows you what kicking is like in the NFL. <laughs> and it's why it's kicking. Unless you have like Justin Tucker, Daniel Carlson is an absolute crapshoot. Um, by the way, here, here was Brett Mars numbers by the end of the season. He made 91% of his kicks. He missed three extra points, including one uh, in week 18. Mm-hmm. He went 9 of 11 on kicks over 50 yards this year. 9 of 11. And I think one of the misses was, was from like 61 yards or something like that. Just let's, also, let's also throw out that he's working with a new uh, uh, snapper as well. And so the, the kicking, the kicking uh, group is not all the same group. So having to adjust to that is – Pretty impressive, to be honest. And, and I, I would say that at least one of those extra points, from what I remember, that he missed was a snap and hold situation. Yeah. So uh, really great year for Brett. Mark. 20 of 21 with kicks under 49 yards this year. It's pretty great. I mean, that's I mean, that's been his issue. You know, that's the been issue, issue has been. It's not been the long ones at all. No. And that's 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 why it's really impressive to see him, you know, just nailing all those mid-range stuff because it's always been about – I mean, honestly, the, the, I thought the, a lot of the game plan could have been this year, like, w- w- don't waste your time kicking you know, the 40-yard field goal because, you know, we, we have a longer field goal kicker. Let's go for it on those 40-yard field goals. And, and they just discovered that, oh, by the way, we got a kicker who's in the middle of a really great uh, part of his career, which, 
I mean, that's what happens. You find these guys on the street. Suddenly they are kicking very well for a long time. And then, you know, eventually it, it stops. He's been awesome. Even like you go back to last year with the Saints. Now he was, he was only there for half the season, but he's made 90% of his kicks uh, since the start of last year. He's only missed looking at it now, three kicks under 49 yards in the last two seasons. Wow. It feels weird. Oh, man, this is such knocking on wood going into a playoff game. But oh, it feels boy. weird to have some level of faith and confidence <laughs> in a Cowboys kicker for the first time since Dan Bailey's prime, probably. Let's let's roll it back a little bit so as not to jinx ourselves. Let's say it's the it's it feels weird to not be sweat flopping yes. about the kicker going like into a, a, a forty seven yard game. field goal is not like a fifty fifty you know flip anymore proposition which it was yeah. which it was for a, a long time. Absolutely. Uh, all right, later. That's there's your all pro stuff. I wish it was more exciting for the Cowboys, but we kind of knew they really only had two guys that were real options. Uh, I do feel bad for Demarcus Lawrence. He didn't get a nod. He didn't even get a single vote, but he had an awesome year. That's all. He really did. And 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 if not, you know, as as a uh, supplement to the All Pro list, I don't know if you guys saw, but Bob Stern put out his list of uh, splash plays that he puts out every year, and he has like his own formula for what splash plays is like fumbles, you know, sacks, yes. big plays basically. And Lawrence uh, won it again. He beat Parsons by one. Uh, I think he's won it something like seven times in the last ten years, awesome. or something like that. So the only guy, be- what kind of player? The, the last guy to win it besides Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence was David Irvin. Irving That's right, two thousand sixteen. That's right. <laughs> uh, all wow. right, let's uh, let's chat with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus about the Cowboys' offense and Dak Prescott. But before we do that, I want to let you know the show is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in twenty twenty three. All depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates with more or more effectively by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to uh, to your open jobs with their targeting tools. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, let you, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and the calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. We're a couple of weeks into our New Year's resolutions. And if you're trying to eat healthier, we really recommend Built Bar. With Built Bar, it's actually a protein bar that's healthy and tastes good. Uh, they only have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. Plus, they have so many unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Uh, they've got double chocolate brownie right now. I still like the coconut brownie chunk. Uh, cookie dough is another favorite of mine. So many good ones. Uh, and for you, you know, last couple of years, you needed to go to built.com, which you can still do to order your, your protein bars. But now you can just go to your Walmart and pick up a four box or go to your local Sam's Club and pick up a 13 box with some of the new hit flavors out right now. You can thank us later. Again, go to built.com if you want to order uh, multiple boxes. But if you just want to pick something up real quickly, Walmart, Sam's Club, have them stocked. 
Joining us now on the show is Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. Brad, let's uh, let's jump right into talking about Dak Prescott. What's your level of confidence uh, about Dak going into this wild card round? I think it may be higher than, than, than a lot of folks, especially coming off the week 18 game against Washington. <laughs> I, I know it was not his best performance by any means, but... I mean, you're going to hear the interception numbers and all those things. I mean, so many of those interceptions were tip passes from receivers or I'll even admit, I think I made fun of him on Twitter for one and immediately a bunch of film analysts said, Siegel Lamb ran the wrong route. This was not Dak Prescott's fault at all. Like there's a lot of those little details and things like that that bear out when you really dive into it. I think he his placement as 12th on uh, Dan Orlovsky's ranking was obviously insane. Uh, I think he's comfortably in the top half of the playoff quarterbacks. He's had a lot of bright moments as well this year. Obviously, he's getting healthy. The team's getting healthy. The offensive line getting kind of sorted out, um, adding T.Y. Hilton, all these things. I think they're going to figure it out come playoff time. So, uh, Brad, obviously this week uh, it became a lot more difficult to kind of defend Dak's play. I mean, simply because of the way that the Cowboys as a t- team played. But can you also explain to us a little bit, you know, we, we spent the last kind of seven weeks, you know, of this seven week interception uh, streak that Dak's on explaining to them that, that, that yes, obviously interceptions are not good guys, but Dak's play has more than made up for it. And you don't want to pull back on Dak's aggressiveness because you're taking away, you know, one of the best things about him. Can you kind of dive into that a little bit and explain, you know, like why the interceptions are obviously a bad thing, but it, you, it's it's not you don't want to waste that at the cost of a reining in Dak too much. No question about it, especially come playoff time. I mean, look, having avoiding turnovers is always great, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to hit some deep shots, maybe be down on a game, and have to make a comeback and take those risks and. Look, yes, he leads the league in interceptions. He's ninth in turnover-worthy play rate, which is still not great, but again, shows that he's not – it's not like he's first in that category as well. There is some bad luck cooked into these numbers. And he's also been great at big-time throws, throwing intermediate and deep. He's been about average, but, you know, again, better than a lot of the quarterbacks in this field. So, yeah, at the end of the day, you need a guy who's going to take those risks, take those chances, especially in an NFC with some really good defenses potentially on the slate for them. You do. You want the aggressive guy over the guy who's going to play scared and not take those risks, uh, you know, in, in January. All right, Brad. So I'll, I think a lot of our followers want to know if the Cowboys would be better off maybe scaling back the workload for Dak, right? Maybe trying to run the ball a little bit more, keeping him more in a game managing mode. I know that has like a negative connotation, but like just scaling back his passing attempts, do you think that's wise or do you think the Cowboys are better off just letting him throw the ball 40-ish times a game and figuring it out? The thing is we obviously everyone's talking about him going 14 to 37. No one's mentioning they had 26 carries for 64 yards in that yeah. game against Washington. Yeah. Didn't matter if it was Malik Davis, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. No one could do anything on the ground either. So, look, the Bucks have a solid run defense. It's not as good as it's been in years past. It was one of the league's best for a while. It is not that anymore. Um, and I think that they are going to need to throw because for me, maybe the biggest mismatch in this game is the Bucks have great outside corners. Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, two very good players. Their weak point is the slot. I mean, Sean Murphy Bunting is not a very good player. They have brought Antoine Winfield, a really good safety and a guy that does grade well on the slot to come in and play some in the slot, you know, to kind of, you know, give Sean Murphy Bunting a spell. Um, but again, CD Lamb matched up on a safety. I don't care who it is. Um, that is going to be a matchup advantage in favor of CD. So, It'll probably be game script dependent. I think if they are up a score, you probably do want to lean on the run game. Just kind of let them, you know, pick and choose where they're going to throw. 
again, running doesn't set up play action, but, you know, to a degree it does and kind of helps facilitate all those things and, um, you know, have sequences that then make easier throws for Dak Prescott by getting defenses guessing and thinking different things. So it's going to come down to game script. But, hey, if they have to throw 50 times, they have to throw 50 times. If they don't have to, that's great. Probably means they're winning the game. You know, whatever comes up, comes up. And I'm not afraid of doing either of those things with Dak Prescott. So I, I think offensively, you know, we all agree that that, that Dak attacking, uh, bunting in the slot with, with, with CD is, is, is a, a good way to win. It's, it's, a, it's a clear mismatch. It's, it's how you get your, the ball to the best player. I think the the other side that that is going to be the other crux of how well this offense plays is last time the Cowboys played the Bucks, they rotated all their safeties towards CD Lamb and left the backside of the formations open with one on one coverage, and it was kind of an inability to win on the backside that kind of sunk a lot of the Cowboys' abilities to kind of continually keep drives going. T.Y. Hilton in the mix. You've got Michael Gallup, who is obviously not Michael Gallup of last year, but continually getting better. How much more confidence do you have in those guys' ability to, you know, win a couple of one-on-one matchups when necessary in order to kind of keep drives alive? So for both, look, as much as I really do respect Jamel Dean, he still is a guy that you can get to bite on double moves. He loves jumping routes and taking risks and taking chances. He plays very physical at the line when he's up in press. He's going to try to bump you off your route and, you know, frustrate you and get you out of your, you know, not only you get a clean release, but you can yeah. take advantage of that. And Gallup is one of the better, I think, you know, body control, go up and get it, contested catch guys, when healthy. T.Y. Hilton, obviously, been doing that for his entire career. Um, I want to say we had a stat. He has, like, the most 20-plus yard receptions in the NFL since he joined the league or maybe it's him and Deshaun Jackson wow. way up there like wow. that's that's his game so yeah. I think you're gonna see a lot of another thing I think you can do to kind of counter the safety rotations and you know showing too high rotating a single high or vice versa Dak actually is a top 10 grade for us when rolling out to the right or left yeah. he's obviously good at throwing on the run but I also think what it does is you, you you chop the field in half get some half field reads make things kind of simple and kind of take that away like you're not going to confuse him if he's going you know on a depth progression of one side of the field, he's going to know where guys are and where he can and can't throw if you make things a little bit simpler in that regard. So I think that's something they should lean into as well. Uh, we're going to be talking more with Brad about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott specifically. Uh, but before we do that, we want to tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, uh, all all your news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, basketball, World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and we know that you do because you're listening to one right now, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back with Brad from Pro Football Focus. Brad, I need to ask you about play action. Uh, I think this is a, a, a misnomer uh, about play action is that you have to run the ball mm. well to utilize play action. I would expect the Cowboys to use a lot of play action this week against Tampa Bay. Do you believe it'll be effective? I think it will be because, you know, Todd Bowles historically wants to stop the run. He obviously has had some phenomenal game plans in the past. He does adjust, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl, the most famous one where he went from leading the league in single high safety to then playing a ton of two high and and doing things to confuse Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, it helps when he didn't have an offensive line and you had a great D line, um, which does not include Shaq Barrett for this game, obviously. And, and guys like Vita Vea, not healthy. The Hicks, not super healthy. So, 
I do. I think it's going to be important. I, I agree. You don't need to run to set it up. They're going to think you're going to run. They're going to think you want to get the ball in Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard's hands, as they you know they will and they should to a degree. Um, but I do. I think it will be effective. I think Devin White still bites a ton. He is one of. Yes. He comes up terribly in our metric of bite distance under expected. <laughs> he he really yeah. still sells out. Look, Levante David's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. You're probably not going to fool him, but I think it will be key because. If you want to target a Pollard or a Dalton Schultz in the passing game, I think that's where you get the play action going. You maybe get Devin White to bite, and then you can throw over the top of him um, and, and could lead to some, you know, some yards after the catch, some chunk plays. One area where we've, we've you know, kind of not talked about a lot, but I think you brought up a very, very important thing was, was Shaq Barrett and, and his not being in this game because he's on the injured reserve now. Because of that lack of, of kind of top-end elite pass rusher, uh, I, I wonder if Todd Bowles is going to start blitzing uh, Dak more. And obviously that's a strength of Dak's is, is kind of beating blitzes. So can you talk a little bit about the kind of chess match you expect between Todd Bowles and, and Dak Prescott as far as blitzing goes? Yeah, I agree with you. I think he will. They just don't really have the guys to win with four right now. I mean, Joe Tryon Chayinka is a solid player, but, you know, not really going to win his one-on-one matchup a ton. I mentioned Vita Vea, obviously a great player, but really did not have a good season. Doesn't look like himself. Um, and him and Akeem Hicks, I thought was going to be a strength of this defense. But both guys have kind of been hurt and in and out of the lineup. Um, like you said, it's a strength of Dax. He's top 15 for us in grade when pressure comes in two and a half seconds or less. He knows to get the ball out quickly. He knows where to find his outlets and trust his guys to get yards after the catch. So, honestly, blitzing might be a good thing. Uh, he's been he's been better this year, relatively speaking, under pressure than clean pocket. Um, that might honestly play into Dallas's favor if they blitz a ton. All right, Brad. Before we get you out of here, I, I, we need to know your opinion on this game and your production. Who do you who do you see winning this game and why? Well, this, this is a tough question. I, I mean, look, I, every data point on the planet does point towards the Dallas Cowboys. I'll tell you that. I, I've tried to find, mm. you know, a million different ways to chop it up. But for me, look, the pass rush is obviously the strength of this defense. And the best way to counter that is not leaving guys in a chip help. It is to get the ball out as fast as humanly possible. And Tom Brady leads the NFL on average time to throw at 2.3 seconds. But same time, his offensive line has a bunch of injuries. Still not going to have center Ryan Jensen. Left guard spot is still a question mark. Left tackle with Donovan Smith, who has been terrible this season, but but also still a question mark. So, look, I think it's going to be a super close game. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I, I won't lie. I, I do think the Bucks maybe pull this one out. Um, but, look, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Dallas Cowboys win this game. Maybe I'm hedging a little bit because of the show I'm on. But, um, <laughs> but look, I, I think it's going to be a close game, and, and it's going to come down to you know the last, last couple of possessions. I promise Pro Football Focus does not hate the Dallas Cowboys. I know that's no, this, we'll this thing going we'll out see. on Twitter right not now. At all. It's not, not at all. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Brad, we thank you for the time. Uh, check out Brad on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. He just has some fantastic articles out there. Yeah. You, did, uh, you did one on Derek Carr landing spots that came out, I believe, Friday morning, Thursday morning. Uh, check that out as well. You can follow the Lockdown Cowboys podcast on Twitter, on YouTube. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out the Lockdown NFL Podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Lockdown NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Go follow Lane and at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the games this week, everybody. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday.